At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is our number th- no, our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Apparently, I didn't set my clar- alarm back like an hour back a few weeks ago, but that said, we are all now back online because we had a pair of great guests in our number one. Big thanks to uh, Patrick Everson over there at Vegas Insider for joining me. And then we also had Joe Fan in studio. He does amazing work over at WinBet. And coming up in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Megan Payton. She does terrific work over at Wager Talk. She's going to be joining me to take a look at what we're going to be getting in week 11 of the NFL. And she typically joins me on the weekends to take a look at the NFL. Going to do a little bit of something different as well. We'll talk a little NBA with her. Good to be able to get in a little bit of action on the association because here in the first segment, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball. So we want to expand the horizons, try to give you guys some bets on a little bit of everything. So we're going to have a good time there. And this is all made possible thanks to our terrific producer who does a great job booking all these guests and just in general, keeping me in line. That would be the one and only Jason Kahn. I know he feels a little bit disrespected that in the VEASAN bets giving that we're going to be having next week, it's a little bit of a wagering contest. We were listed at the bottom in 20 to 1, and Jason has made it known that we are going to take this down. It is going to be a team effort. I'm going to make sure that everyone gets involved because you've got Taylor, my audio man, all of you guys listening, whether it be on the iHeartRadio app, whether it be just listening terrestrially as we have added a lot of different affiliates. List goes on and on. 
Taylor is a man that gets us set up there, and we're going to need to get some plays from Nick. He's a man that just threw up the graphic of all the odds if you're watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV, what have you, in terms of the odds. We're listed right down there at the bottom at 20 to 1. So I'm sort of thankful for that because that means that when we do win it, it's going to mean more money for you guys. So that just makes it all the better. We've got to use this thing as fire, just like so many people, or use this thing as fuel, not necessarily fire. If you try to consume fire, that would not be too terrific, and it is not something that I would recommend. But that said, I do think that it's just going to lead to a better and better product, and I do think that we're going to prove some people wrong, and it's just really a shame with the bets giving, I will say it right now, that there's no college basketball involved. I mean, I'm sure that there were many people that were like, yep, we've got to make sure that we don't put it in there in college basketball or else this thing is complete curtains and we've got to give everyone else a shot. So I'm sure that that was happening. Conspiracy theorists right here, but that said, it is going to be absolutely terrific. It's going to be a lot of fun and everyone around here, every single show, they do a tremendous job handicapping and we are all going to be diving in doing our best to be able to make you guys some money and be able to take the title. And what we're going to be looking to do here in this segment is find you guys some winners in terms of college basketball. You've got my DK Nation right up, all locked, loaded, ready to go. And we go to lovely Las Vegas for this one. It is 883-884 on the betting board. You've got Virginia and Baylor. Baylor between a four and a half and a five-point favorite. Total on this game is between 133 and 133 and a half. I think that many of you guys probably know where I'm going to be going with this write-up as I take a look at this total, and it's a little bit too high for a Virginia team that has ranked dead last in terms of possessions per game pretty much each out of the last four years. And here's a shocker. This is a team that is playing very slowly once again this season. You take a look at things, and they rank in the bottom five in terms of total possessions per game, even in this very small sample size. Now, Credit where credit is due. Virginia has really been able to bomb it from three-point range. You're shooting 48% from distance. They have to go up against a Baylor defense, though, that they ranked in the top 35 in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage last season. I think Virginia's very hot three-point shooting start to the season. Just a product of playing against, let's call it what it is, Dregs, as they have played against NC Central and Monmouth thus far this season. Monmouth looks, well... All sorts of terrible right now. And then you take a look at Baylor, and they've been lighting the world on fire. They've been able to put up a whole bunch of points. Baylor played against a Northern Colorado team that ranked in the bottom 75 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis last season. They're not looking all the more terrific this season. Norfolk say do. I do like them in the MEAC, but you played against a MEAC team and Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley State might be the worst team in all of college basketball. So, for Baylor's offensive numbers, they have been hiked up a little bit more. Now they have to go up against a Virginia team that really both of these teams are allowing fewer than 83.5 points on a per 100 possessions basis. So, both of these teams are able to do a solid job of being able to lock down. So, I do think that you're going to get quite a bit of a lower scoring game in this one. Now, with Baylor, I do think that they've got a little bit more just in terms of the backcourt. LJ Cryer, who missed quite a bit of last season, he's bagged the fold. He has always been able to shoot right around. About 40% from three-point range these last two seasons. So I like what he's able to bring to the table. They bring in someone like a Keontae George, who has a freshman. He has really been able to put the ball in the basket. And for Virginia, Armand Franklin has looked much better in terms of his three-point shooting to be able to begin the season. But with Armand Franklin, very much a hit-or-miss guy. Two seasons ago, he was at Indiana, shot over 40% from three-point range, shot below 30% from three-point range. 
last season. I think that the answer with him probably lies somewhere in the middle. He'll probably shoot somewhere in the mid-30s from three-point range. You've got guys like Akia Clark in the backcourt. Caden Shadrick has been able to do a very solid job down low as well. So I do think that you're going to be able to have a Virginia team that they're going to be able to keep up with someone like a flow thumb. But keep in mind that when it comes to Jonathan Chamochachua, he's not going to be back in the fold for Baylor for quite a while. So that is going to be of help. For Virginia, but when it comes to this Virginia team, I do think that they are going to be able to do a relatively solid job of being able to lock down on defense for Baylor. I think that the big X factor for the team is having so many guards with some versatility. Guys are able to put the ball in, and when it comes to Virginia, I just do question what you're going to be able to get out of Reese Beekman and company in the backcourt just because they're going up against so many Baylor guards that they have such good size. Adam Flagler has really formed himself into being one of the best just all-round guards in all of college basketball. It used to be that he was only a shooter. Now he's been able to do a better job in terms of just being able to play good, solid defense, being able to give this team just a little bit more in terms of facilitation, moving the ball as well. So I do like Baylor in this spot, being able to lay 4.5 with them. I set them more around a 7.5-point favorite. But the DK Nation write-up, I set my total in this game at a 125.5. So being able to get between 133, 133.5, I'm going to be taking a look at this total under. Let's take a look at the other game that's going to be going out here in Lovey, Las Vegas. This is just down the board, 885-886 on the betting board. It is UCLA. They are going to be playing against Illinois. Illinois between a 2.5 and a 3-point underdog. We've seen some money coming at Illinois. They opened up a 3.5-point underdog, and Toronto's game remained relatively stagnant at a 145.5. Keep in mind that both of these games for both Baylor and Virginia and UCLA, Illinois, because there are many, many arenas out here in lovely Las Vegas. This is at T-Mobile Arena, but that said, with UCLA, I set them more around a 6.5-point favorite. They're used to the surroundings because the Pac-12 tournament, every single year, it is out here in Las Vegas, so... That means that they are going to have a little bit of an edge. They're probably going to have a few more fans as well. Easier to get from the great city of Los Angeles than it is from Illinois. The Illinois fans, I mean, just all Big Ten fans, they travel really, really well. So got to give a little bit of credit there. But the reason why I can't really buy in on Illinois yet is that I was very excited to see that they were able to pick up Matthew Meyer via the transfer portal. He just hasn't really done anything for the team thus far. He's averaging right around five points per contest. Hasn't necessarily been a fit with this offense. Now, someone like a Coleman Hawkins, who's six foot ten, he's been very versatile for the team. He's been able to can some threes. I like what I've been able to see out of him. You bring in TJ Shannon, he was very good for Texas Tech. He's someone that is able to dole out the ball. He's able to give you some good scoring. He's been able to put in there 22 and a half points per contest, but they're going up against a UCLA team that they've been able to do a nice job ever since. Mick Cronin has come into the program of really being able to defend. This is not a UCLA team that is going to get out of sorts. They have been averaging 85 points per game for the first few games of the season, but it's not really because they're playing super-duper fast or up-tempo just because they played against Norfolk State, Sacramento State, and Long Beach State. And even against Sacramento State, it was a little bit more tame there. You were able to catch the under on that game, but you do take a look at the backcourt of this UCLA team and Tiger Campbell. He's just sure, so sure-handed. Assist to turnover ratio north of three. 14 and a half points per contest. First two years of his college basketball career really did not shoot it well from three-point range, but was able to bust out last season. You've had Jalen Clark really come into his own as well. Well, last season, he was an okay sort of a role player for the team. This year, he's averaging 4.3 steals, 17 points, eight rebounds. He is doing it all for the team. Amari Bailey won the top 15 freshman in the class of 2022. Two has been able to do a very solid job of giving the team a little bit of an added dimension as well. So I do like what UCLA is bringing to the table on that front. And for Illinois, 
just all about having someone like an R.J. Melendez being able to step up because there have been some Illinois players that so far this season, they've had a little bit of pedestrian season. I like the upside of someone like freshman Sky Clark. He's a former top 50 recruit. He's been able to come in, been able to give the team a few assists, but there are question marks to be had with this Illinois team. They're shooting it okay from three-point range. I do think that if there is an edge for Illinois to be able to exploit, it's that they do a good job down low. They're able to pull in there quite a few rebounds. So that is something that I'm taking a look at in terms of this Illinois team. But that said, when it comes to the circumstance, I did set UCLA as a six and a half point favorite. They just feel like they've got more returning pieces from last season. I haven't even mentioned Jaime Aquez, a guy that just does an amazing job of being able to stuff the stat sheet. So this is a circumstance where I did set UCLA more on a six and a half point favorite. Want to lay it here. Did set my total 136 half as well. UCLA, since McCronin has come in, they've been playing a little bit more slowly. They've also done a very solid job just in general on defense. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. We'll give you guys one very quick here before we get to Megan Payton on the flip side. This is going to be a game involving UNC Wilmington and UConn, 841-842 on the betting board. UConn, an 18 to an 18 and a half point favorite. Draws game is anywhere between 134 and a half and 135 and a half. I set my number, UNC Wilmington, being a 14 and a half point underdog. So felt bad about giving you guys a few favorites. I want to give you guys a little bit of an underdog. UNC Wilmington, they've been able to cover two thirds of their games since the beginning of the 2021 22 season. They do lose their top scorer in Jalen Sims from last season, but. That said, I do think that they're going to be able to cover the spread. And speaking of DK Nation picks, for anyone that took the one that I gave out yesterday, game is going on as I do this live, Cal Baptist in Washington. Over has just hit. So we've got that one. So we're going to be looking to keep that going, and we're going to be looking to keep the winners going on the flip side with Megan Payton. Does a great job with Wager Talk. We're going to be talking a little bit of NFL with her on the flip side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. The World Cup countdown is on, and now is the time to get your copy of our World Cup betting guide. We've got in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. The VEASAN team of experts provide their picks and predictions for every group, including the Golden Boot Award. And if you're a little bit new to betting World Cup soccer, have no fear, because Josh Applebaum will be breaking down everything that you need to know, and the only way to get this guide is by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $79 and... You're able to get Visa Pro access to everything that we do all the way through the Super Bowl. You're able to sign up at Visa.com slash subscribe. And if you want a little bit more soccer insight, just go to our World Cup preview show on YouTube. Just click on Visa Live on on YouTube to be able to subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Megan Payton. Does absolutely amazing work over there. Wager Talk and Megan, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Greg, thanks so much for having me on. It's exciting to be here on a Thursday night. Got a little Thursday night football action. Uh, thank you for having me on here tonight. Great to have you aboard. And we're going to take a look at what we all saw, what we're all going to be seeing in terms of Sunday's NFL slate. But just want to get your thoughts on Thursday night football because with the Packers, it was just, in my opinion, a really lackluster effort from Aaron Rodgers. I didn't feel like the defense actually played too bad. As a matter of fact, the way that they were able to bottle up Derrick Henry, kept him below 90 yards, I thought was actually pretty good. But the Packers just needed to force the issue a little bit more. And just, it was so vanilla that it wasn't even funny. And they weren't able to get anything going. Yeah, this is the first and probably last time for a while, at least, Greg, that I'm going to bet on the Packers. I expected running back Aaron Jones to have a bigger game. Uh, I had anytime touchdown for him. I had the over on receiving and rushing yards. Yet this Titans team, I think, is really the storyline because the Packers, we're seeing it time and time again. They're just not doing enough. The Titans is what I think is not being talked about enough, and I'm guilty of it too. But they're, they have won seven of their last eight games. The only loss they have is the overtime loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. It's time to start talking about the Tennessee Titans. I almost feel like the Titans are the AFC version of the Vikings where everyone kind of doubted them, started looking at their schedule going, eh, does this count? Does this count? I think it's safe to say the Titans are pretty serious. Yep, they certainly are. And I'm so glad that you brought up the Minnesota Vikings. Let's stay <laughs> within the division because this is a big game of the week, in my opinion. The Cowboys are one and a half point favorite. Total on this game is 47 and a half. I feel good about the Minnesota Vikings in this spot. I feel like they should be the favorite. They're on their home field where they have been terrific since they moved away from the Metrodome. That said, if I like anything in this game, it's really the under as well because it's a Vikings defense that it could be a little bit hit or miss, but with the Cowboys, ever since Zach Prescott has come back, they've, for the most part, held true to what was so successful with them with Cooper Rush and for the Dallas Cowboys. Sands, that game that we saw against the Green Bay Packers, they've been terrific on the defensive side of things. 
I love Vikings money line in this game. The fact that they are not home favorites is honestly surprising here. Vikings eight and one still getting disrespected. How can we not look at last week and go, oh my goodness, the Minnesota Vikings are Super Bowl contenders. And I don't want to be stuck in the past, but that was Minneapolis Miracle, the sequel. They looked phenomenal. They beat a Buffalo Bills team on the road in Buffalo. It doesn't get much harder than that. The Vikings are here to stay. Kirk Cousins look good. He looks good. And guess what? He's got the best wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. Jefferson is second in receiving yards this season. Kirk Cousins has lots of options. They just also acquired or traded for their divisional rival, the Lions. They got tight end TJ Hawkinson. I like what the Minnesota Vikings are doing. Meanwhile, the Cowboys just can't seem to get things like necessarily going offensively. We saw them struggle against the Packers last week. Defense is still good, not as great. Last week against the Packers, I like Vikings to win at home. So I'm taking Minnesota Moneyline. Yep, I'm right there with you. I do like the Minnesota Vikings. I took them here at the Circa Millions contest. I was getting about a point, point and a half with them. So I decided, you know what? I think they're going to win this game outright. They made my card. Something else they made my card was the Cleveland Browns as well. And this is just a strange situation with the Browns and the Bills. Looks like they're going to be playing this game out there in Detroit instead just because there's going to be a whole bunch of snow that is going to be hitting the good folks out there in the northeast part of the country. But what do you make out of the move and what do you make out of the fact that this game is going from the city of Buffalo and it's going out to the great Midwest and the line before was right around the Bills being between a 7.5 and an 8-point favorite and now this is listed as at some places as high as the Bills laying 8.5. So they're thinking that home field advantage really didn't mean anything here. I'd say just because of the extreme weather, it doesn't impact them too much. We know playing in Buffalo is an advantage, yet when it's that much snow and it's that uh, intense of weather, I'd say that it's probably not going to affect Buffalo too much. I'd say this, as much as I've been a little bit against betting on these higher spreads, Buffalo seems like a team right now that can cover the eight and a half point margin here. Going up against a Cleveland Browns team, that doesn't have much hope. Look, Buffalo is still a great team. I know it's been a little bit dogging on the Bills right now. Look at this AFC East, talking about the Dolphins, talking about the Jets. The Bills are still one of the best teams in football. I'm okay laying eight and a half here on Buffalo, and I don't really mind that they're going to be playing at the Lions' home field. That might actually help uh, Josh Allen and this team get back together after a tough loss against the Vikings last week. Yep, and for the Buffalo Bills, they have shown their might in so many of the games. The big thing has been the second half has been ailing them a little bit. And is that something that you've been noticing a little bit as well? Because just what I've seen in the NFL this year, one of my biggest takeaways is that there are some teams that they're really good in the second half after being very poor in the first half. Just look at the Giants, the way that they have been able to come back time and time again. And then you get a team like the Bills. Even to a little bit of a lesser extent, the Eagles, they get up big and then they just seem to take their foot off the gas a little bit. I agree with you, uh, Greg. I feel like one thing we talk about with the Bills, but it really is important as we start getting into, you know, these tougher teams, we start talking about playoff implications. It's the run game for the Buffalo. Can they get running back David Montgomery, or I'm sorry, starting to get a little bit more involved? I think that that's where we're not seeing enough from Buffalo. They can't be this, what do you want to call it, one-dimensional team relying on Josh Allen. Yes, he's great, one of the best quarterbacks to do it. I just think we're going to need to see a little bit more out of Buffalo in the run game. They've got great defensive weapons and Von Miller, but let's just see them run the ball a little bit more.
I agree with you. And then how about if we hit on this game as well? Because this is just, in my opinion, one of the most impactful injuries. And I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't seen more line movement than we have. It's the Rams and the Saints. Saints are sitting here as a three-point favorite. It's been, no question about it, a little bit of a disappointing season for them. And their main wide receiver, Michael Thomas. He played a few games this season. He's out of the fold. But now with Cooper Cup out, I mean, that was the heartbeat of the Rams. They have not been able to move the ball at all. We don't know if Matthew Stafford is going to be in the fold or not. I would assume that he should be. But, I mean, if you're having to trot out there, John Wolford, good luck finding minus three when it's day of the game. But I just take a look at this spot, and I feel like they haven't corrected enough for Cooper Cup because without him, I don't know what the Rams have. The Rams don't have much, Craig. Real quick, though, I need to correct myself. I realize I said David Montgomery in that last segment. Devin Singletary. David Montgomery's doing just fine right now. But we're talking Rams Saints here. I'd say these are probably one of the two more disappointing teams in the NFC. Look, it's always you talk about coming off a Super Bowl. Are you going to succeed? How are you going to do? And, of course, you know, the Rams went all in. That was the storyline last season, at least, is everything that they gave up to go and win the Super Bowl. Look, it worked out for them. But right now they're stuck in a situation where it's just not producing the way they'd like. And the Saints just, they're dealing with injuries. It's hard when you don't have their star wide receiver, Michael Thomas, out there. And the Rams are going to struggle, too, without wide receiver Cooper Cup. This one's a bit trickier. I like Saints here. I think that they're going to find a way to come back. Uh, I'm going to lay Saints versus Rams. I like a New Orleans comeback. Uh, that is what I like to see. That made my contest card as well. When I saw the three, I was in on it. At four, I was thinking, eh, maybe, maybe not. Now that I saw the three, boom, I was in on that. And this is something that I find to be so fascinating. The Jets, I believe, have lost now 13 straight games against the New England Patriots. This is a three-and-a-half-point line with the New England Patriots laying it. What do you make out of this? Because, I mean, Bill Belichick has just flat-out owned the AFC East for a very long time. We're starting to see a little bit of reversal with teams like the Miami Dolphins, but the Jets are the team that he has always just taken it to time and time again. But this is a new-look Jets team that has been so terrific at guarding the past. One of the most interesting games of the week, especially with a very low total at 38. Greg, these two teams are defensive-minded. Bill Belichick does it the best, but when you look at the uh, the Jets and you look at the Patriots, they're going to win by shutting down the run. They're going to force uh, these quarterbacks to really come out there. And you've got two second-year quarterbacks, quarterback uh, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. I don't know if we're going to see over 38. I'm riding with the under. I love Bill Belichick's record here. I'm going to shy away from, uh, you know, Patriots in this one, though. I'm going to take under 38, a low-scoring game not maybe the most exciting, but sometimes defense wins championships. I like under 38. And you know what? Winning bets isn't necessarily about having a bunch of flash or anything like that. We're all about the stake here. And sometimes some of these low totals are terrific. Being someone that does college basketball, I always love taking some of those hilariously low totals and watching like a 55 to 50 rock fight as well. So it's one of my guilty pleasures when it comes to being able to handicap and try to make some money and coming up next i'm getting into a little bit of tangent of basketball we're going to be talking some nba with megan you always hear her on the network doing a great job taking a look at some nfl but she does a great job handicapping the hardwood as well we're going to be doing that next right here on beeson the sports bank network you're experiencing hoops peterson himself on vsin the sports betting network Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Bet Rivers is your go to for all soccer related content. 
Check out Bet River's special World Cup promotions like our World Cup futures, insurance bets, and World Cup daily bet plus gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is calling all sp- all soccer fans. Down and over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Megan Payton. And Megan, this is a treat because we always talk NFL with you and you do an amazing job there, but you also moonlight as a terrific NBA handicapper as well. So <laughs> now we get to dive in there and let's first things first, take a look at this game. It is going to be one of the later ones on the card between the Warriors and the New York Knicks. And boy, oh boy, we talk about teams that are inconsistent home to road. Look at the Golden State Warriors who have as many road wins right now as the two of us. And that's not good to say the least for the defending champions. But that said, at home, finding them as a seven-point favorite, this opened up at six with a total of 234. Where do you stand on this game? Because with the Warriors, it's been so interesting to take a look at them home to road. And they've always been an interesting in-game betting team because they always seem to get off to those slow starts. And then the third quarter always seems to be their quarter regardless of the year. I like Knicks plus seven. It's interesting to see this line shift. It was uh, plus five and a half, and we're seeing it go a little bit in favor of the Warriors. And I'm going to buy in more with New York here. Look, they're on a two-game win streak right now. The Knicks are doing well offensively. They're 12th in the NBA, and I think that we're seeing a fantastic season from Julius Randle. He had his best game in the season last week against Denver. I love what we're seeing out out of Jalen Brunson. And let's be honest, this Warriors team right now, they're dealing with an NBA championship hangover. We just said that with the Rams. And look, the Warriors are doing the same. It's just not clicking yet. And I'm not going to overreact and say, oh, Clay Thompson, it's over for him. You never know. People were saying that last season. Look what happened. They went and won. I just don't see it happening right now. They might come out and win this game, but it's definitely not going to be a blowout by any means. The Warriors are struggling. They've got to figure out getting their pace back. Right now, they don't have it. I like the Knicks better. They're more, they're better offensively right now. And the Warriors right now, defensively, they're bottom 20th in the NBA. I like Knicks plus seven. And under the radar, the Warriors were actually really good on defense last season to begin the year when they were without Klay Thompson. And not a good sign when you send James Wiseman to the G League. Boy, that is not working out the world's greatest for the Warriors right now. Things have been working out with the Pelicans, so they got off to that rough start last season. They were able to pick it up. They were able to make it into the play-in tournament, and they've been able to carry some of that fire into this season. They're finding themselves going up against a Boston team that we had no idea what to expect with the coaching ordeal coming into the season, but so far they've been one of the best teams in the league, and right now the Celtics are between a a 2.5 and a 3-point favorite. Where do you stand on this one? Because I'm very bullish on both of these teams, but same time I like them a little bit more long term in terms of this game I just have no action because I do think that it's going to be a relatively close game out there in New Orleans I'm riding Pelicans I've got Pelicans money line I found it by the way plus 124 I'm gonna drink the Kool-Aid Greg I'm all in on New Orleans Zion Williamson looking better than he's ever looked he's well built he brings that star power he's in shape he's He is recovering from a foot injury. Nothing serious. So I will say that's my little caveat with this bet. As long as Zion's playing, I'm taking Pelican's money line. He's questionable right now. I expect him to play, but we'll find out hopefully tomorrow morning. Look, Zion's just under 24 points a game when he's out there playing. This is unlike what we saw the past couple years. And this is his unhealthiness is what was holding the Pelicans back. They're going to go long term and it doesn't. 
It also helps to have a guy in Brandon Ingram who's a great scorer. He's a guy that's been able to find his own rhythm. He's bringing that extra athleticism to New Orleans. And I like them over a Celtics team. I know Boston's doing great. They're on an eight-game win streak. They've got to lose eventually. And I think at home for New Orleans, they play well when they're at home. I like the Pelicans' money line here as long as Zion plays. And though you might not like the Celtics in terms of the game on Friday, I know you've got a little (laughs) bit of money tied up with the Boston Celtics as well. Take me through your future bet that you've got that is in relation to the Celtics because it's not on the team itself, but it's rather on an individual. Right. Well, let's say the Celtics are still one of the best teams in the NBA. And so I am going (laughs) to find a way to get involved. I actually got involved in a little bit of a futures bet. That's Jason Tatum for regular season MVP. You can get it at plus 500 right now. I think that's only going to shorten. So I'd get on it while you can. Look, Tatum and this Boston Celtics team, we didn't know what to expect. They're coming out ready to win They're not satisfied. I know they did well last season, but they want to finish it out strong. And Jason Tatum is looking better than ever right now. He's averaging over 31 points per game. That's fifth in the NBA. He's averaging four assists per game. This Celtics team is first offensively. They're hot right now. And as long as they continue to win, I don't see why Jason Tatum can't be a front uh, front runner in this. By the way, I love this confidence that Tatum has because you hear him like in any interview and he'll say it. He'll say he's the best player out on the court. I agree with him right now. I'm going to take Tatum regular season MVP plus 500. Get it while you can. I only expect those lines to shorten. And it feels like it's sort of been like a stepping stair up every single year. Jason Tatum goes from like being a solid player to a star to a superstar. And now he's looking to take that next leap where he gets into sort of that upper echelon, the top five guys, what have you. And for the Celtics, I've been very pleasantly surprised by what they've been able to do this season because there was the turmoil with M.A. Udoka and company, and you just had no idea what was going going on there. In terms of the East, how do you view them? Just because the one team that I still take a look at that I still think might be a little bit better when fully healthy, that's the Milwaukee Bucks with Chris Middleton, because I feel like if Middleton plays in the postseason last year, perhaps they make it back to the NBA Finals. That, I think, is going to be very intriguing, because I do think that when it's all said and done, it could be Celtics and Bucks once again. I like that. I mean, I'm looking right now on just Eastern Conference odds. I got plus 230 for the Bucks right now. Celtics are at plus 240. Then you see like a huge drop off. Cleveland at plus 700. They are the front runners when we talk Celtics Bucks. But I think that the Nets could potentially sneak back up in there. Plus 850 right now. And I've always wanted to ride a little bit with Miami Heat right now. It is uh, plus 1100. That's kind of like, I don't know, this is the time of year with NBA where I like to kind of shoot my shot, go for a little bit of an edgier team that maybe doesn't stand as good of a chance. But if it's not the Celtics and Bucks, I kind of look a little bit at the Nets, perhaps the Miami Heat here. Yep, and when it comes to a lot of these starts that we've seen to the season, because I just mentioned two teams that have been very, very good. The Celtics at 12-3, and the Bucks at 11-3. and These are no doubt teams that are getting off to good starts. When do you become just sort of sold on a team that might be a little bit of a surprise, perhaps a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers have been able to do a solid job, but maybe a little bit further down the list, like a Sacramento Kings thinking, man, this team is for real, or thinking a team like the Warriors, who I know that you're not going to be betting on in terms of Friday, and a team that has not won a road game all season long, where there's legitimate concern about them moving forward for the entirety of the season. 
Well, it's still early on, so I don't think that we can jump like majorly to conclusions right now. We still have, I'd say, at least a month in order to kind of figure out where teams are going to land. And as far as the West goes, this is where I start kind of making my thoughts here. Like, I love Pelicans right now, and they're 15-1. to But Mavericks, another team that also could make a good shot at this, and they're plus 950. These are teams that were contenders last season, play-in tournament for Pelicans. I only expect them to have a better season. So these are two teams that I'm going to look at when looking at the West. But as you said, we can't jump to conclusions yet right now. We know the Celtics are looking good. The Warriors, we can't just completely, you know, dog on them, even though they are going through a little bit of of a championship hangover. But it is fun to kind of creep up on these teams like the Pelicans or the Mavericks. Absolutely. And the one conclusion that I've been able to make as well is that I don't want any part of the LA Lakers. I'm right now seeing them as seven point favorites against the Detroit Pistons. I recognize the Pistons stink, but I think that this is a good place to take a look at if you're looking at a little bit of an underdog. I'm not sure if you've seen anything different than me, but I just take a look at the NBA right now. I feel like the best bet just continues to be bet against the Lakers every night. Unfortunately, it's true. And I kind of had a little bit of higher expectations for the Lakers going into the season. It's just not what it is right now. There's drama in that roster. And that to me is a problem when you're dealing just the NBA in general. This is where it's a little bit different than the NFL. Like you've got a small group of players. And if there is major drama happening within that roster, there's going to be problems. And I think that that's going to show up on the court. We're seeing that a little bit in LA, but meanwhile, I'm looking right now while we were on the show, the Clippers, Another team in LA, they just won 96 to 91 against the nice. Pistons. So maybe we got to switch teams here and find a little bit of Clippers action. Yep, and a back-to-back is a little bit difficult for the Detroit Pistons. But that said, when it comes to just getting you on the show, there's never any drama, unlike sometimes in the NBA, Megan. You do a great job covering the NFL. And as we found out, you do a great job on the hardwood as well. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Awesome coming on. I like talking with you on Thursday, and we'll see you on Sunday night as well. Absolutely. Megan, one of the best in the business, does a great job over there at Wager Talk, taking a look at the NFL, taking a look at the NBA, and coming up next, got to give you guys some college basketball as we take a look at a loaded Friday slate next here on the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes with DraftKings odds, so you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. Check out today's betting splits for every single game at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be able to get Megan Payton aboard. She does a great job at Wager Talk. She always joins me to talk NFL. It was great to talk a little NBA as well. It's been an interesting season thus far. A few pleasant surprises like the Utah Jazz. A couple stink burgers like the LA Lakers, who I just can't advocate a bet for right now. I mean, they're three and ten straight up. They're three and ten against the spread. It is a dumpster fire and a half over there, but it is always great whenever we get Megan aboard. So big thanks to her. And coming up in hour number three, I actually will be able to give you guys exactly what I've got for the Circuit Millions because I actually picked the Tennessee Titans on the card. When you turn in your card early, you have to turn you have to go with all five games. So if you pick the Thursday night game. All five are due, so you're going to hear exactly what I am on there. So we're going to have some fun there. But let's take a look at some college basketball. Do note, if you're a listener to the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast, there were two games I had to exclude due to just early recording because matchups are to be determined until we actually get them. I was anticipating Loyola Chicago being able to knock off Tulsa, and then they, well, they peed down their leg in the second half. That was not too terrific. So I'll give these to you right now. 871, 872 on the betting board. You've got Charlotte versus Tulsa. And these are games that we are not going to have any set lines for until the AM. And these are lines that they typically come out 5 AM Pacific, sometimes a tad earlier, sometimes a tad later. But you expect that in that neighborhood or 5 AM East or 5 AM Pacific, 8 AM Eastern time. Now we've got our time, our time zones all figured out there. But that said, these come out early in the AM. So Take a look there, but you're going to have, in terms of this, Charlotte versus Tulsa to lead things off. And in this spot, I set Tulsa as a six-point underdog. I feel like Charlotte 
should be the favorite in this game with Charlotte. They did a very solid job against Boise State. They're a team that they played some very tough, relentless defense. They are going to be a team that is in a little bit of transition because Jameer Young, he was really the top scorer for the team last season. He was able to pump in there 19 and a half points per contest. He's out of the fold. He's at Maryland, but... That said, I do think that this is a Charlotte team that you want to be taking a look at in terms of this tournament. And for Tulsa, credit where credit is due. They were able to get the win against Loyola of Chicago, but I have my question marks there. Keep in mind that this team had a 19-point lead against Oregon State, and they couldn't close out against Oregon State, the worst power conference team in all of college basketball. I like Eric Conkle as a coach, actually a guy that he began his career over in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So, Got a little bit of affinity there. Got to keep the D3 college, D3 Wisconsin roots going. But that said, I do think that's a little bit of an uphill battle. You've got Sam Griffin, and you really don't have anything else. And then you've got Ali Khalifa over at Charlotte. You want to take note of this guy. He's like a six foot eleven point forward for this team that's able to give you three and a half assists, five rebounds, eight points. Not a supreme scorer, but someone that's able to stretch the floor. He's able to bomb it from three point range. So with this game. Set my total more around a 133. So if you're finding like a 132, 131, I'll be looking under. This goes north of 133. I'm going to be taking a look at the under. I should say 131 would be an over. 134 would be an under. I always get those confused. But that said, I do think that you've got some value here with Charlotte. Want to lay up to five with them. And then for Boise State and Loyola of Chicago, I feel like Boise State should be a six-point favorite. This is a loyal Chicago team that has been badly underwhelming this year. I do think that the coaching change from Porter Mosier has not really went too bad, but now they're out there in the Atlantic 10. They're relying upon a guy by the name of St. Thomas, and I'm not even kidding. His first name is St. His last name is Thomas for big minutes out there in the front court. Got a team that they've got Braden Norris who's able to shoot it well from three-point range, but when it comes to this Boise State team, they're not going to just have that complete rock fight that we saw against Charlotte. They scored literally 12 points in the first half. They've got Tyson Dagan already, six foot eight. He's a combo player. It's going to be a tough time for Loyola Chicago to be able to match up with him. He shot 40% from three-point range last season. Got someone like Marcus Shaver that does a good job doling out the ball as well. Boise State, even in their loss, they were still rock solid on defense. They did not lose that game due to defense. They they allowed Charlotte to score just 54 points. So they're going to be able to do a good job on that front. That said, the question mark that I do have in terms of this Loyola of Chicago team is. What are you going to be able to get in terms of some three-point shooting? Sheldon Edwards, he comes in after he was playing at Valparaiso last season, was an okay player, wasn't a tremendous player, wasn't necessarily a bad player, but it is one of these spots where I do think that's going to be a little bit tough for Loyal Chicago. They've been, whenever they've looked to play a little bit more up-tempo, it has never really went their way. They were unable to take care of the ball against Tulsa. Now you have to go up against a Boise State team that is a significantly better defense. I'd be willing to lay up to six with Boise State and set a total of a 127, so 126 and a half or less. Looking at over 127 and a half or higher, going to be taking a look at the under. So that clears out those. I also have to give this to you right now because if you're listening to the replay, you'll still be able to fire in on this one. If I do it right now, if I wait another hour, you might not be able to because I'm not even kidding when I say this. We've got a game that is tipping off at 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern. It is a great Peterson special. They are catering to us people that have absolutely no lives whatsoever other than to take a look at college basketball, and I could not be any more excited for Ryder versus Stetson. It is breakfast and college basketball out in Dublin, Ireland. You've got Stetson, who is a 2.5 to a 3.5 point underdog. Dawn's game is between 135.5 and 136.5. I think I punched the mic in excitement, by the way, for anyone that's listening and wondering, what was that weird sound? That was me punching the mic in excitement. So 
I have no fear there, but with that said, with Ryder, I like the seam to be able to cover. I set them as a six-point favorite. This is a Ryder team that they've got Dwight Murray Jr., just a Swiss Army knife guy who's able to give you right around 15 points, five boards. He's able to give you a few assists. It's a Ryder team that last season was one of the lesser ones in college basketball in terms of three-point shooting, and they need Ajiri Aguamo Johnson to be able to pick things up down low. He's able to give the team six rebounds per game last season. He's become a little bit more of an afterthought this season, but Alan Bertrand is who you want to be taking note of for this Ryder team. A few seasons ago, he was playing for the Towson Tigers, 2019-20 season. He's able to bump in there right around 15, 16 points per contest, shot 38% from three-point range, makes a Ryder team that brings back darn near everyone from a solid year last year, just all the more dangerous. And then for Stetson, they've been a little bit overvalued because of their win against Florida State. They lose Chase Johnson from last season. Rob Perry quit the team halfway through the campaign. Now Donnie Jones is someone that I do like as a coach. He's been able to do a nice job of being able to find his footing. First year at Stetson, they were playing super-duper slow. They were a very methodical team. They've been able to find a little bit more offense. They've got someone in Joe Smith. No, not the former number one overall pick in Joe Smith, but a different Joe Smith who's been able to do a relatively solid job down low for the team. He's been able to give you right around five to six rebounds per game. And then weighs up Ponzo. He's a six foot seven combo player that's able to bomb it from three point range. In terms of, if you look at defensive efficiency numbers from last season when he was out there, he's one of the top defenders in all of college basketball. And then you've got Stefan Swenson. He comes in from the country of Belgium. He has been a good player in terms of giving him right around five assists per contest. Luke Brown has been a big giant surprise. He, thus far this season, is averaging right in the neighborhood of about 23.5 points per contest. He was at Ball State last season where he averaged 3.5 points per game. I do think that you're going to see some cooling off from him, and I do think that with Ryder, you just have so much versatility with the team. I think that they've got Stetson outgunned in the backcourt. Do note that this is going to be a big, giant time zone difference for these teams, and I always find it to be interesting because when you've got a really strange wackadoodle game like this that is going to be played at 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern, which, I mean, these are teams that were, they were just playing in the United States a few days ago. It's not like they had a bye week to be able to prepare for this. Nope, they're just going straight at it. I do typically think that it lends a little bit more to defense, but I also do think that in terms of just these very early games as well, you want to take a look at offense as well because you can talk about guys being sleepy, not having their mark, what have you, but I mean, defensive rotations, try playing basketball at 5 a.m. and try to determine how good your defensive sets are going to be. They're probably a big, giant thumbs down. So I do factor that in as well. I'm going to be taking a look at the over. It's I've got mine set at a 142 Setson has been going a little bit more up-tempo in recent years. Got a Ryder team that they really turned down for nobody aside from the Providence Friars. So this is a spot where I'm willing to take Ryder in the 2 a.m. special, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well. So that is going to be very much a fun one, and if time allows, I'll go into a little bit more depth with this, but we're also seeing Niagara and Central Arkansas. That's the 8 a.m. game that is going to be going down out in the great country of Ireland. I set Niagara as the underdog, currently finding them as a three to three and a half point favorite. So I'm going to be willing to take a little bit of a shot on the money line with Central Arkansas. Like I said, if we've got a little bit more time, I'll dive into a little bit more depth there. But we've got to give you guys a VSIN pro tip for this hour. VSIN.com slash subscribe for all of these. You're able to break them down by show and by hour. And when it comes to college basketball, in terms of these neutral court games, like we're seeing in all these tournaments, take a look at the actual travel itself, because we're noticing it in these tournaments in Charleston. We've got a bunch of teams from the Carolinas playing against a team like 
Boise State from Idaho. That means that the teams from the Carolinas, they're going to have more fanfare. They have less travel to deal with. That gives them a little bit of an edge. We're going to look to give you an edge in our number three of the Greg Peterson experience on the NFL. I give you guys my Circa Millions card here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. BetRiver Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. BetRiver Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. Must be 21 around sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.